This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. I'm going to go out on a limb and make a really bold statement that will strongly resonate, but then not resonate at all with the vast majority of our female audience. (laughs) Being Jewish is like being an exhausted mother. Like you're like, this is really hard. Like things are really difficult. And, and, And I'm upset about being Jewish because people are really awful to us. And it's like, well, have you, have you also talked about all the other things happening to everyone else? And you get all of your pain gets equated to, hate crimes for other groups and you're never allowed to be like, yeah, but can we just talk about this? And it's like when you're a tired mom, no matter what degree of tired or difficult it is, everyone's there to be like, well, wait till they start kicking. Wait till they start school. That's nothing. My child ripped my arm off and beat me with it (laughs) till I swallowed my teeth. I will never, of all the things that I said that I would never do that I have done, I will never be the parent who fear mongers. Like the other day I was like, oh yeah, Sierra had her first cold. And they were like, just wait, just wait till she goes to school. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And hopefully not talk to you until then. (laughs) Like, what do, what do you, I'm sorry you were so scarred by parenting, but like, what do you actually get out of that? Cause it's not like a kind warning. I'm reticent to even share that it's been a tough week because, of course, parenting could be tougher. But she has had sleep regression. So she just like is up in the night, like, hello. And you're just like, hey, go to bed. I held you for 45 minutes. Please go to bed. This little girl has slept flawlessly <laughs> since she was an infant. And then all of a sudden, so it's just Noah and I taking turns I had to do two hours the other night at the improv on like four hours of sleep. <sighs> and I was just like half awake. And nobody fucking cares. Like, nobody cares. People who don't have kids are like, that's your choice to have a kid. And people who do have kids are like, I can't hear this right now. I'm busy with my kid. So, this is, uh, I mean, we've been trying to do this podcast for two days. It's just been a lot. And the ether and the state of the news doesn't help it at all. Either. 
in the ether. But I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Ready for you. Just in case you guys are unclear, there is a co-host to this podcast. Eh. But I'm just ranting right now. <laughs> in my life, I've never lost track of time the way I have these last few days. You've been busy. Like just forgetting. I didn't even fucking hit record on the first half of this podcast. I've been busy. <laughs> and uh, I, I want my... Want my touring job back? I signed up to be a working dad, not <laughs> a full time mother. <laughs> this it, is hard for me. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's very different. It's very different muscles. It's very different stressors. It's very different scheduling. Yeah, I love that she always wants me. She's like, no, mommy. And like the nanny came today at like three. I like got her to come at three so we could do work. And Sarah was like, mommy. I'm like, not here. And I shut the door. <laughs> See you never. I sat with her for 30 minutes while she took a dump this morning and then applauded her. I've done my job. Well, hopefully it's like cats. No, she's sweet baby. Where they're like, get another one so they can play with each other. And your second baby will play with your first baby and they can just hang out. Yeah, but that takes so long. Because for a while you're like, please don't touch the baby. You're going to hurt it. Right. And the other, you got to, it, it kicks in at like probably three years old and she'll be five. Yeah. So we'll just hang out, hang out here. Uh, and we'll still be doing the podcast because you'll still be going to bad weddings and having shitty best friends, won't you, America? <laughs> in Australia. All over Maybe. the world. What Melbourne is always writing in. And what's the other? There's like a Canadian city, Newfound- Newfoundland, that I always say wrong. They're always writing in. Yeah, but you say it wrong because you're not a dog person. You don't say the dog Newfoundland, do you? That's how you say it. Oh, I thought that... What are you supposed to say? Newfoundland. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me, I'm right. That's my other podcast. Trust me, I'm right. That should have been the name of this podcast, to be honest. Is it too late to change? <laughs> Trust me, I'm right. Tianfu, you got to take it so squeezy. That is the loudest biscuit I've ever heard. We're off to a frenzied start. Let's kick it into high gear. Okay. Hi, Liza and my favorite pod crew. Love listening to your episodes each week. They make me laugh as I waddle into my third trimester. Question, what is your hot take on baby showers? Did you have one? Any advice or thoughts? Welcome. P.S. Huge congratulations to you on your baby boy. Can't wait for Zaria and Snow Peach to have a little brother, Anonymous, from Australia. Is it like not done there or are they called like preemie baths? <laughs> like is there, I always find any British colony, England or any British colony always has like a wonky version. They're like, it's not, a bachelorette party. It's a Hindu. Oh, yeah. Google um, claims Google claims it's a thing, but okay. My take. It's a I thought you I thought this question would be more pointed. Like, what are your takes since I've had five kids and should I have one? You hold on. My daughter looks like an ET when they put the wig on ET. <laughs> like <laughs> she has so much hair. It's so much hair and it makes it easy. I take pictures of her and put them online. You can't see her face, but and she's already mastered the like flip your hair out of your face. Anyway, of course you have, let's move past this because of course you should have a baby shower, especially if you don't have a ton of money, but you deserve this. You know, it's just like a chance to give you some attention because it's about to not be about you for a very long time and get some help with all of the shit that you have to buy. The kicker is you don't realize all the stuff you don't need until you've had your baby. The better question is, what do I think of a second baby shower? 
Ooh. And the answer is, again, it depends on your economic situation, but you can repurpose almost everything from the first one. Have a sprinkle, which is what I'm going to do, and say, if you have any boy clothes that you've used, we would love to take them for upcycling purposes and also, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you can't, you don't expect people to rebuy $400 bassinets the second time around. Fair. Okay, I got Maybe another shower. So fun. Make it a party. I had a pajama party. Oh, yeah. We had a was gar- it was a pajama party outside. It was super fun and it was co ed. It wasn't, you don't have to play weird games or anything like that. Come, there was a, a coffee bar. And tasty snacks. And that's it. Yeah. Make it chill. Don't make it painful. Don't make it like your bachelorette party or like your wedding where different sexes had to sit on different sides and no one could have alcohol. Make it fun. Make it a nice party so people don't hate you. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it too early to say that 2024 is going by quickly? When life goes so fast, I mean, even faster when you have kids, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. I think one of the hardest things to do is to genuinely be proud of what you've done, right? Glass half full kind of stuff, because it's honestly a lot more fun to beat yourself up about why the glass is half empty or totally shattered. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've started therapy. Ever since I had my second baby, I started therapy, and it's just nice to have someone to talk to. You can't always write in to ask Eliza anything because we won't always see your questions. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No one's going to ask you any questions. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today the weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye, to put away your chunky jackets, chunky sweaters, and chunky pants, and it's time to update your wardrobe for that long haul, for the long summer ahead of us, without spending a fortune. Fashion is always changing, but one thing you can always rely on are quality garments, like premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more, all at Quince. Quince's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, because dressing well should not cost a fortune, and it shouldn't be expensive 
to look expensive. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Oh, it's so elegant. I'm going on vacation this summer, and you bet I got a linen dress from Quince. Just something you can throw on when you go to dinner or get out of the pool. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, I got another easy one. Okay, we're kicking this off easy. Question for the pod. I'll be attending my first ever live Eliza show and I'm super excited. It's my first time going to a live comedy show. And I was wondering if there is anything I as an audience member can do to support a show being, quote, en fuego, as Eliza puts it. Assuming laughing is a big part, which I will certainly do, but anything else? Much love to you all, Amanda. I guess I do say en fuego a lot. Um. I didn't realize that till just now. I mean, it's tacky to be like, buy my shit. But like, there's always a beautiful merch booth. You can always buy merch. You can always laugh or not laugh. Don't laugh if you don't think it's funny. Uh, And just follow the house rules, which we stayed up front. Like, don't record. Don't use your phone. That's it. Uh, But for my shows, you know, if you have a character from a, a special you like to dress up as, that's always encouraged. And I will tell you, a lot of people make friends at my shows whether it's that they bought a ticket by themselves and they're seated next to someone nice or in the bathroom in the merch line. That's the feedback I get a lot. So just come ready for a good time with a lot of really nice people. Did I say this about the crowd control barriers at at TD Garden? I don't... They had these giant metal barriers between the front row and the stage, which are there for crowd control, you know, depending on the type of act you have. You have like an unruly crowd. And I made them take them down because I was like, their presence is intimidating. And it suggests that I think my audience will do something wrong. I was like, I really don't think a room of PhD students and nurses are going to rush the stage, but stranger things have happened. Right. And all your teachers. Yeah. I was, I saw she and him perform. All my violent teachers. (laughs) I saw she and him at the Atlanta Botanical Garden once and someone did rush up to. And I was like, this is not... The venue. I mean, we have security there, but it is that thing where like when someone, for example, like has a open carry gun, it makes you feel like a little less safe. I know depending yeah. on the state, but come come ready to go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you're asking, you're not someone that's going to be out there like talking and being bad. So you're set. Hey, Eliza. Loved you in Grand Prairie. Was actually an anniversary present from my boyfriend. He's why I'm reaching out. I am wondering if I can ever trust him again. Our relationship has been so great, but I recently found out that he had you a can't porn. Move on. We got to go. Well, this you is actually a, go. a this is a twist on what we usually get. This is okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I found out he had a porn Twitter account he had been hiding. Now, I understand guys need a little porn for more excitement, but this I would consider cheating. He was posting illicit photos of himself, sending sexting messages, and leaving sexually explicit comments on other nude posts. I feel so much hurt. It took a lot of spying and digging through his lies to find this account. He's now in therapy, says he wants to be a better man for me, says he didn't think it was cheating, but interactive porn. 
Even though early on I told him it was not okay when I had suspicions, now he's seeing how much hurt he put me through. I can't go through this again, but I love him. Can he be trusted again with my heart? Also, are parental controls off limits? Okay. Yes and no. No and yes. Yes. (laughs) For you to do anything else proactive in this relationship means it's a deal breaker. The fact that you had to do digging in the first place is a red flag. Meaning, I don't know why you were digging. Were you digging because you didn't trust him in the first place? Is that left over from something else? Because that's a bad place to come from. But let's say you were doing the digging because you found something that was like on his open computer or you had a reason. The issue is that you couldn't just talk to him. You had to go do digging. And so I would need more context on that. He sounds immature. He sounds young. Not all men need porn. I'm sorry. We've normalized it, but it isn't totally normal. It's okay to look at porn once in a while or you're really feeling horny, but this sounds more like an addiction. I don't know that it's cheating, but it is inappropriate. It's not for me to label that. And I think it's a good thing that he saw this habit that he's always had, because he's definitely always had this, how it hurt you. The fact that he was hiding it means he knew it would hurt you. But let's say he's an idiot. And let's say he didn't realize it was this out of control. Maybe it is worth it for you to give him a chance. I don't know what rehab looks like for people who do that kind of stuff. And maybe he doesn't need that. And it's Would you be okay if he's like, okay, can I just look at porn a little bit? I just think you don't want to monitor him and you don't want to think about it. And I know we don't have like all the time in the world. Like part of me is like, okay, great. You could break up. And in a year, if he's like a different person, great. But I think you're going to say yes. And then like, that's gross. He's not your son to have to put parental controls. Like, do you want to spend your time monitoring this guy who like doesn't have enough juice to fuck you because he's not like superficially horned up? Like, is this how you want to spend your time? Do you want to meet an attractive guy and have to say to him like, sorry, I can't talk to you because I have to go home and check my computer to make sure my boyfriend hasn't like gone in via proxy server (laughs) to find porn? Like, is this what you want for your life? To babysit a grown man? It's an extra wrinkle that he's posting pictures of himself. That's yeah, that's a surprising. Those are out there now. Those are out there now forever. And if that's someone you want to marry, like someone's going to find those one day. Whether he goes for a job or has kids or runs for office, like, and it's not about like shame, like slut shaming. Like everybody has stuff online they're not pumped about. But like at this stage to be in a relationship. Fuck it. He did cheat on you. No, you don't want this guy. He sounds like an idiot, really. Even if he is sorry, like these are such dumb choices. Yeah. I mean, you can... I think, well, it sounds like he was kind of like, oh, whatever, whatever. And then there were actually consequences. And you can see how that plays out. I would guess it happens again. And you don't want to be looking over your shoulder or worrying about it or parental locking Yeah, because it will happen again. Yeah. And you'll be like, well, I guess we didn't... Like you will equivocate. Uh, I guess it's just about how much bullshit you're willing to put up with. And you sound like you are willing to put up with a lot. Women do this. You like trap yourself in these like trash relationships. But everything else is good. But he's so funny. But he has such a high score on Minecraft. 
Like, think in five years when you have to like explain this to the next guy that you're dating. You're going to be embarrassed. Uh-uh. Or woman. Maybe this is the thing that does it. Okay, we have a follow-up. Do you remember the guy that didn't like to share his age on dating stuff? Yes, yes. We were making a lot of assumptions about him. Okay, so he reached out. Uh, Actually, first, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen because he sent pictures. Red Hot Update. Hey again, ladies. Thanks for reading my question on air. Emily, I thought you'd like the subheadings, LOL. Yes, this this guy has his email very organized. So he has A, number one. I'm a gay man. I'm 42, not 50, LOL. And photos attached so you can answer me properly. I am the eldest of the millennials. And answer me properly is in quotes because you were like, well, I don't know. But okay. I'm the eldest of millennials. The cutoff. Gen, <coughs> Gen X. Gen X. <clears throat> Excuse me. Young, young Gen X. <laughs> but you can sit with us. The cutoff <laughs> is 19. 19- no, 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 no. <laughs> the cutoff is 1983. Sorry. Oh, he says the cutoff is 1980. I was born two weeks before the end of the year. I, I mean, it's between 81 and 86, according to Google. I always thought it was 83, but I mean, what happens is nobody wants to be Gen X, so they keep pushing it back. Like, I was born in 1976. I'm a true millennial. <laughs> but but you can sit with us because yeah. the internet slows down everyone's age progression. Yeah. Okay. He's not going to like that. No. He's going to stop listening now. This is okay. it. B number two, Emily, you didn't read the nice things I said about you. No, I probably didn't. I was probably trying to get the question out. C number three, we put our ages in the apps, but you can hide it from views. I didn't know that. D number four, now that you mention it, I get how other people might be uncomfortable about not knowing someone's age. So thank you. I know I've definitely swiped left on guys that are closer to my parents' age than mine. E number five, main reason for follow-up. Eliza, since you mentioned it, how do I up my Tinder game? Also, Eliza, congrats on the new baby boy. So funny. I was just randomly wondering when you would be announcing your next about the day before I listen to the episode. Looking forward to hearing name ideas. XO, JJ, again. I'm thinking JJ. I'm thinking <laughs> JJ the millennial. Uh, I've never done Tinder. I've only ever done Raya, the dating app that I met Noah on. And I did that for like six months. So I... It's not something that I have a, a lot of knowledge in, but I will say you know, is your goal to hook up or is your goal to meet someone or is your goal to hook up a lot in the interim before you meet someone? Because I think, and I get this because I'm filling out preschool applications, like you want to say things that are like a catch-all. Just like you put the age high, you're like, I want to make sure I'm getting the most people so I can then choose. What if you come from a place of, no, I'm great, I'm choosing you. What if we, as people, as people, especially as women, but as men too, gay men, men in general, we're just like, here's what I am. Here's what I'm not. Like, if you're not a smoker, you wouldn't put smoker, we'll see. Like there are certain non-negotiables and I believe in putting out the version of yourself that you want to put out there to attract the best person versus this catch-all, like up for anything, whatever you want. I'll even eat your cigarettes. So... I think if you're funny, you lead with that. If it's a dorky song, if it's a weird picture, whatever is you because you want the person that's going to want you. You don't want the person that's going to want a version of you. I mean, there are limits. You don't put a picture of yourself like right when you woke up. Like there are things you say for like when they're already in love and that oxytocin has been released. But what? All my pictures are that's me what on I the toilet. <laughs> yeah. You put up one hot picture. I did this. And then the rest were like kind of cute or fun but nothing that you wouldn't like fully stand by. So that would be how I 
I guess up the game. I don't, I mean, I'm not a gay man. I don't know how you cruise D. Post uh, a picture of the outline of your penis. I don't know. Outline. I think it is important to have something in there or a couple things that can start a conversation. So something specific enough that if someone else is interested, they can ask you about it. So it's not just like, hey, I like the office and tacos. And it's like, what am I supposed to message you about? Don't don't ever say tacos. Listen to me. I wrote this about this in Ask Eliza Anything, which is now available on paperback and does make a great stocking stuffer. Oh, I love the color of the paperback. Thank you. It's a little bit like girl logic. Don't ever, for any reason, uh, put in a bio or any sort of informational post that you like tacos, pizza, avocados. Or the show The Office or honestly Harry Potter or anything that everybody else on the earth likes. Pick something that maybe 50% of the earth likes. So if someone does like it, they'll be like, oh, I can talk to you about that. And for the love of God, please... Do not think you have a personality because you're like controversial. I love pineapple on pizza. It is the lowest lift dumb person thing to talk about. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Chicken tenders versus nuggets. Please don't write fight me, even though I did the other day. Like there are certain cringy millennial things that have come and gone. Posting a non-controversial opinion about something nobody fucking cares about at least for someone like me, which is, a, I'm assuming, who everyone wants to date, mm-hmm. uh, absolute kryptonite. Not in a good way. So sometimes kryptonite's like, oh, I want to fuck them so bad. They're my kryptonite versus something that kills you. So be specific. Say something that makes you stand out. Yeah. And don't say you love to travel. The right. better one is I hate traveling. Bite me on it. Looking to travel, looking for my gym buddy, looking to find the best margarita in the city. Like, best version of me. Let's go on a taco call. It's a gal at heart. Country girl at heart in the big city. Wanderlust. Let the ice cream and nerd out. Going to the gym, gym life. I may look like a party girl, but deep down, I'm just a slow cooker in boots. Quiet nights in, but cut a rug with an edge. That's all helpful for this gay man. Go in or go out, your choice. We can order mediocre Chinese and both get diarrhea, or we can go out and get diarrhea on the dance floor. The choice is yours, use your own adventure. (laughs) So, yeah, just that exactly. Yeah, feel free to use me. A lot of people are like, I put that I like you, and your comedy, and that's how I weed them out. That is an interest where it's it. like not everybody has that. So it's you find your people. You go, oh, not you everybody. Have yeah. <laughs> or at least find you a guy who will buy you tickets and sit quietly and learn something. Kick it. Hey, pod fam. Currently sending this email while on family vacation and hiding from everyone with my four month old asleep on my chest. My question deals with child oh. responsibility while on vacation when the children just show up. My sister-in-law. I know. (laughs) I love when I read a question and I'm like, I know I'm going to get mad about this. I like that feeling of being really angry at someone else's situation. Just saying children. I'm just like, we're done. It's awful. (laughs) They can't come. (laughs) My sister-in-law has a friend who owns a beach house. We currently are renting it with my family. Two adults, two kids. My brother-in-law, two adults and one kid father and mother-in-law, and sister-in-law. Two adults, two teens, two kids. So, so far we've got- So it's all your husband's family. All right. Yes. 
No, well, yes. Or immediate family, family okay. and partner's family, yeah. So we've got five kids and two teens spread out. Now, since my sister-in-law knows the owner and is friends with them, they came down to make sure we were settled in. Well, apparently they live down the road and their two kids have come down frequently to play with my nephews, nine and seven. Those kids are the same age. These kids have come down alone, no parental supervision, and played in the water, gotten into the kayaks with my nephews. If my kid was in the water, either myself or my husband was in there with her, but having these extra kids and a drowning risk was extra anxiety-inducing. Are we also responsible for these two other kids we don't know? They kept coming inside and running around while we were renting the house like they own the place, which I know their parents do, but still. Should we say something to my sister-in-law, kick them out, and tell them to scram? Also, what would happen if something bad happened with one of their kids? Could they sue us, or is this just a case of shut up and deal with it? I would love your opinion on this because, honestly, I'm rethinking future family vacations at this point. Love to you all. A. Did your sister-in-law rent the house? It sounds like they said we are currently renting it, right? So they didn't get it free. I'm going to assume we are currently renting it means we split bills. So this family is making money on this rental. Mm -hmm. And these kids are... And their kids. Totally. Now, you need to talk to your sister-in-law because the sister-in-law might be like, this is a vacation for me. These kids occupy each other. I don't have to do anything. First, talk to her to see how she's liking it. Because, and you're right. You're like, it is stressful to have other kids there. Unless they are like the most perfectly behaved. It's just stressful. They're eating your snacks. They're on your time. You're having to hear them. And you are thinking about like, are these kids safe? It's not relaxing. Plus you have a four-month-old baby. So first I would gauge how she feels. Because she could be like, yeah, they actually occupy each other for hours. And I can like get some rest. But it's rude because I think you're also spending money to be there. And it's... See what her answer is because her answer might allay some of your stress. Like if she's like, no, I love it, then it may not stress you out. But I think you're standing up for the fact that it might just be a rude thing. So assess how she feels. And I would, um, in the future, you're probably not going to go to that house anyway. So it doesn't matter. But no, it's kind of bullshit that there's extra kids running around every day. Every day. Fuck that. And you, it sounds like you're the one looking after them. So it's like, unless the sister got cut a sick deal on this place because it's her friend, it's like, you need the, at the end of the day, sister-in-law says, no, No, I love these kids here. It's like, hey, okay, then you need to watch them. I'm not watching your friend's children. If that's what's happening. I I don't know that that's what's happening as much as she just has it on her mind as any mother would. Mm. But that's stressful. That's not a vacation. Mm -mm. I hear kids playing in the street in front of my house and I get irritated. I can't imagine them being in my house running around. They could get hurt and it's not going to be on you, but it's not even about that. It's like, you don't want these, you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to think about it. Right. Now we got seven kids, two teens in this house. Did you write a check or are you under the assumption that she rented it? from her friends, because it could have been free. But even if it is, that's still like, that's not how you give a gift. But it does seem like those kids are occupying each other. So get with her first. But yeah, maybe this is a lesson that she just, you guys don't vacation the same way. Yeah. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. 
Let the Home Depot help power dads doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. What do you think of when you think of spring cleaning? Do you think of throwing out a bunch of old stuff? Do you think of putting some sweaters away for next year? Do you think about changing your sheets? Well, you should. Because you don't want to be sleeping in the same heavy sheets you had all winter. You want something soft. You want something breathable. You want Bolin Branch Signature Sheets because they're the perfect way to upgrade your sleep and they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and these sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're the perfect thing to get you ready for summer. I got a set of washed linen sheets from Bolin Branch. I also got the washed linen duvet cover and it is so soft. It feels like I've been living in it even though I just pulled it out of the package. Bolin Branch's sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals commonly found in sheets. You don't want to be sleeping on that. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Dear Eliza, I've been a huge fan of the pod since the beginning of time and listen to your podcast every Wednesday. I finally have something juicy enough going on in my life to write into the pod for some much needed advice. I, 30-year-old female, got married at the end of August to my sweet and amazing husband. We knew we wanted to have kids one day and talked about planning for maybe next year. To my complete surprise, nine days after the wedding, we found out I was pregnant. We were taken aback to say the least, but are getting more excited as each day passes. Side note, I cried when you announced you were pregnant with a baby boy on the pod a few weeks ago and just found out yesterday I am having a boy also. Here's the issue. My husband's brother's wife, who I consider my sister-in-law, isn't she? Isn't she? Is your sister-in-law. Is also pregnant. Yep. We have not told them yet. She has been trying to get pregnant for over a year. My mother, who's like a mother to me. <laughs> Been trying to get All right, so your sister-in-law has been trying to get pregnant. Uh-huh. And has become yeah, obsessive about it to the point where she's made comments that she only has sex with her husband when she's ovulating and doesn't want anything to do with him otherwise. And for the last year, she has cool. cried to our family each time she starts her period and then drinks excessively until her next ovulation day approaches. She points out every pregnant lady in public and says, I wish I was pregnant. She had a miscarriage last December at about five weeks pregnant, and I know that was hard for her. We were super excited for her this time around, and we have not said anything about our own pregnancy. Because, one, because I'm a fairly private person. I'm a nurse. I had a miscarriage when I was 24 years old, so I know the risks and don't feel comfortable telling a lot of people until we're in the clear. And two, we want my sister-in-law to have her moment. Here's the problem. Wait, is she pregnant? Yeah, so she's finally pregnant now. Okay. Wait. What's her moment? How long does that moment last? Well, so I think that here's the problem. Thinking about telling her gives me major anxiety. She likes attention and she's the type that wants the attention all on her. She even admits this out loud. My husband agrees with me and thinks she'll be upset when we tell her that the family won't just be focused on her and her pregnancy and that the attention will have to be divided. I feel like she'll treat me different. Oh my God. (laughs) And be upset with me for getting pregnant at the same time as her. I've never been an attention seeker. I don't even really care much about being pregnant. Honestly, can't wait to hold my baby in my arms. 
I'm 12 weeks along now, and I think it's time to start planning on telling people. How do you think I should go about telling her? Any advice on how to tell her in a way that is sensitive to her situation, but also makes me feel proud of my own P.S.? What makes the situation even worse? We have the exact same due date. Yikes. Any advice as well, Foam? Can't wait to give you a hot update. Thanks, Anonymous. First of all, I wish I could cite the episode where we had someone write in. We have this question a lot and it makes women look really bad. And I hate this about us. Um, But we had somebody write in. She is pregnant and she had a friend that was having trouble getting pregnant. I remember, was, was it pregnant or married? And she was like, do I announce it at the party? And I was like, pull her aside so that she's not hearing it for the first yes. time in front of people. When you want to be pregnant and you're not, it does feel like the world is throwing it in your face. But you are pregnant and you deserve all of the flowers that come with that because guess what? It's really hard. It's really painful. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be that parent that's like, get ready. But there's not a lot of flowers uh, after you have the baby. Then it's like, good luck. Take care of it. So, I mean, every day is awesome. But I'm just saying, like, it's hard. Um, You can't live your life like this. And she sounds annoying. Hopefully she will mature a little bit after she goes through this. It's a shame that you guys can't do it together and be sisters that are pregnant together. Because what? She has her baby like a day before yours. So then the baby, like that one gets all the attention first. Like, are you going to spend the rest of your lives? Like everything has to be about this baby. She wants her moment because she probably doesn't get a lot of moments. She can have her moment. You know that she's pregnant? I didn't get yes, that at the beginning. Yes, she is pregnant. Even I was listening really, really hard. She's pregnant and they have the same and due date. And everyone knows it? Everyone knows about the sister-in-law's. Everyone... Our question asker hasn't told anyone yet because she Great. was being cautious and now wants to tell people. Right. And now you will. That's it. Yeah. Because here's my question to you. What's the alternative? You just say <laughs> that you've gained a lot of weight and your body looks weird now and then you just like adopted this foreign exchange baby? I mean, also it's like, She's made her announcement and now we just have to let the baby cook. Like it isn't being pregnant. Isn't like every day is a special day. Like there's a lot of your body just putting cells together. You are entitled to that. And by the way, if you don't want to make a big announcement or you don't want a ton of attention, that's great too. But you can't let, I mean, the drag community always talks about like, don't let, don't ever dim your light for anyone. You always hear, you know, empowered black women talk about it too. Like shine bright, Rihanna, shine bright like a diamond. You're entitled to this as much of it as you want. And she can go fucking sulk in the corner. And if she says anything, be like, okay, Kendra, would you like me to get rid of it? She sounds like a real pill. And you know what? Make sure you do it in front of everyone so that she has to fake being happy for you. Or she can show everyone what a fucking bridge troll she is. I think that's kind of the question is like, how do you do, do you tell her? But what, you know, you go tell the parents, go tell the people that matter, but then go tell her. You're both having babies. No. Okay. Do not. No. Listen to me. Do not handle this bitch with kid gloves. Okay. It's not like she just had a miscarriage and you just found out you're pregnant and you love each other and you're, you're, you know she's going through it. She's having her baby. And you also equally are having a baby. Yeah. yeah. 
There's no pull her aside. What are you going to say? Hey, I know that you had a miscarriage. And even though I did too and wanted to be pregnant just like you, I'm letting you know so you won't be angry when I tell people I will be giving birth to a human being. Like, Yeah, as far as these situations go, it's like better, like- it's not that she's had a miscarriage. It's not that she can't get pregnant. It's, not, it's just that she is happily having a baby and wants more attention. Like, yeah, you could tell her to bite you. Tell her to bite you and an umbilical cord. And quite honestly, like, you don't even have to... You can just pretend oh. like you have no idea. You're like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, we're both having... They're going to be cousins. This yes. is going to be so fun. Yes, just act as though she's not bananas. Like, I don't get it. We're both pregnant. And make yes. it, oh my God, Gaslighter, make it, oh my God, I can't wait for them to be cousins. I can't wait for them because I've had friends that are like, our babies are going to be best friends. You're like, totally. I totally want that. Make it all about family, how fun it's going to be. That way she reveals the monster she is or she surprises you and she's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting to go through this with someone. You're not really going through it with someone. You're going to be so wrapped up in your own stuff you're going to write back in in five years about how she blew off your baby's birthday party for her baby's fucking coronation. Um, give her a chance to be a person by giving her, treating her like a person, announcing it with everyone the way that yeah. you want to. Nothing special for her. And to all the women out there who can't get pregnant, because at some point we've all wanted it and not been pregnant, other women's pregnancy isn't something for you to be angry at, Okay. It's so, I know chemically we get so upset, but it's so ugly. Yeah. I don't think there are many women out there who genuinely aren't happy for a friend just because they can't get pregnant. You might be sad and make it about you, but in the moment you're like, I am so happy for you. Yeah. But to keep it going and then keep the pregnancy, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Have the baby Suck in a dark baby room? Back in. Stuck that baby back in. Hi, Eliza. This email title, by the way, I just need to read. It says, slow your roll, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Hi, Eliza. Longtime fan listener, first time writer in her. How do you deal with someone in your social circle who is constantly copying things about you, your interests, or your personality traits? I, 32 female, have an acquaintance, 35 female, who's made a habit of copying things about me throughout the five years we've known each other. The only reason we know each other at all is because her now husband and my husband are longtime childhood friends. It's bad enough, too, that they are both Eastern European and share a very common first name. When we first started hanging out together and going on double dates, she has made comments about whatever perfume I was wearing. Oh, Ivan, her then boyfriend, now husband, you have to get me the same perfume Andrea is wearing her our, le- our listener, our question. Russian. <laughs> or my Russian. accessories. See, Ivan, I want a purse just like that one Andrea has. These two instances stick out the most in my memory because she said them okay. out loud for everyone in the group to hear. It always left me feeling extremely uncomfortable not knowing how to respond in the moment. But I've seen her wearing specific clothing, accessories, nail art colors, and hairstyles in color after she has seen me wear them. I put a lot of thought and care into my wardrobe and having someone in my so- social circle blatantly copy things just because... Feels like an assault. Now, flash forward to August 2022. Assault? I think that's putting it a little harshly. My husband and I were finally able to have our wedding ceremony and reception. Things were great, but I noticed she didn't stay for the entire reception. All the photos she was in, she didn't look like she was having a good time. 
I bring this up because she and her husband are having a destination wedding this Friday in Puerto Rico, October 20th. Well, it already happened. Good luck. But had a tiny ceremony in Brooklyn somewhere in a park this past April for their immediate families. When I saw the park photos, I could not help but notice that she copied my wedding jewelry, even down to the pearl bracelet on the right wrist. I'll attach photos. If she were a random stranger, I wouldn't think anything of it, but she attended our wedding last year. And when she saw... Wait, you wouldn't think anything of it if a random stranger copied everything you did? I guess if you... That would be worse. (laughs) I feel like... If you scroll past a stranger wearing a pearl bracelet, it's allowed. But when we saw her her and her husband for drinks two weeks after our wedding, she would not stop gushing about my wedding dress, accessories, hair, etc. All of which I said, thank you, and tried to change the subject. With all the millions of jewelry options out there, why did she feel the need to go copy-paste? Sidebar. She and her husband are not doing a gift registry. Instead, they're asking for people to send them money toward buying a house. This would be fine, except the watch she's wearing at their park wedding is a Cartier watch worth $2,000 to $3,000. I told my husband we are not giving them a generous gift. Our presence at this destination wedding should be the gift. They live in an apartment that's between $3,000 and $4,000 a month and have a rescue dog with behavioral training needs. They are not hurting for money. Now, flash forward to September of this year, my husband's birthday brunch. It sounds, that. by the way, that last point doesn't make you sound wealthy. I have a $200 dog the, that I can't afford to train. <laughs> Obviously, I'm wealthy. She was being a total conversation monopolist and would not stop talking about herself. Everyone else at the table could barely get a word in. And when they did, she would just interrupt to say something and bring the conversation back to her. And what pissed me off was she was humble bragging about finding an expensive designer dress at a thrift store and lamenting it didn't fit her right. She's 4'11". At this, I feel like this question answer is about to give us this woman's social security number. We have like her wedding date, her small stature. She, she, yeah, <laughs> she said she's going to get a sewing machine and do her own alterations. She said, and I quote, it can't be that hard. Okay, so okay. this is important because I've been working in fashion for 10 years and have been sewing clothes since I was 12. I was offended because she made it seem like sewing is not a major craft that takes years to master. Two of my friends at the brunch also work in the industry and looked at her. Like, LOL, okay, girl, hope you sew through a finger. She made a comment once in 2018 in a group setting saying, when I get married, I'll have Andrea make my wedding dress. I've never once offered. All this to say, I'm not looking forward to their wedding in Puerto Rico because I'm apprehensive that she will have copied a number of things my husband and I did at ours and will play it off like it was an original thought. How do I respond to this kind of person and defend myself with dignity? P.S., She has made snide and shady comments about my husband, like saying, well, as long as you like the way he looks, that's all that matters. I'm going to show you pictures for context. Okay, I'm going to describe these pictures. Now, our question asker has written in. So she has sent us a picture that says me and my husband. She is in a beautiful dress with her husband, who has a very well manicured chin strap. Okay. Uh, but you both look beautiful on your wedding and your beautiful dress and you're wearing a pearl bracelet. Item number one. <laughs> Exhibit A, the pearl bracelet. In crazy person's defense, a common this wedding bracelet. Now friend. you're showing me the defendant. Okay, the friend is wearing a Madonna like a virgin bustier white dress with a single strap pearl bracelet. Her hair looks nothing like yours. She is wearing combat boots, which I can't knock it, but... You look elevated and she looks like a 19-year-old girl who got married, okay? So, so far, other than a pearl bracelet, and it is a different pearl bracelet, which again is a common wedding accessory. Hold on. No. There's no correlation. Also, her and her husband at their park wedding. Okay. 
Let me just point out something, please. This girl is carrying a really weird-looking, mismatched, non-wedding bouquet. She's wearing a bustier white like a virgin dress, which, fine, that's your vibe. She's wearing a Cartier watch with a... This is going to sound so snobby of me, but I'm just going to say it. She's wearing a Cartier watch, if it is Cartier, with a replaced band. It's a black leather band. It's probably not the initial band that came with the watch because it can be so expensive. Regardless, nobody wears, unless it's from your mom who just died, a black leather strapped, I think it's a men's because the face is very big, Cartier bracelet with their wedding dress. So this girl is obsessed with money, which is okay, doesn't have any. Why else would you wear a man's Cartier bracelet with a black leather strap with your wedding dress? You might have natural taste, especially being a fashion designer, and she doesn't. So just from the wedding pictures you sent, I can glean that this girl wishes she had the inherent sophistication that you do. If you can look at her, I know it's weird because she's older than you. Look at her like that kid's sister that wants what you have and is kind of a brat about it, but like deep down is probably a little sad. And if you could take pity on her versus anger or being fed up, because what do you want her to say? Like, hey, I don't really love my marriage. I'm unhappy with myself and I think I'm a loser. She says these things because she feels bad about herself. And if you can re- if you can look at it through that lens, these things won't bother you. Would you be bothered if a 15-year-old girl was talking shit? No, you'd be like, you don't know any better. This girl doesn't know any better. And I don't love that you know a ton about their financial situation. You don't know who gifts them what. You don't know if their husband, she got that watch as a gift or maybe her family pays for the apartment. We never really know about people's financial situations. I mean, there are people driving around LA in gold Audis who like rent apartments like above a 7-Eleven. So I would just more treat her like, oh, that's sweet. And I just wouldn't, I wouldn't even take it as flattery, but like by the time she copies you, I think you've moved on to something else. Right. Your friends have all been to your beautiful wedding. So if you go to this Puerto Rico wedding and it looks like yours, no one's going to go, oh, what an original idea. They're going to go weird that she copied her or they're not going to notice and it It doesn't matter. Or they're not, and nobody cares. I always get flattered when people copy stuff. We're not in high school where it's like, you copied me. Like, there's enough stuff out there. She's getting married at an inexpensive destination. I think you guys live in New York, so that's like an easy flight. She's doing the most she can with what she has. There's no way it's going to look like your wedding. Even if she copies everything, she doesn't have the polish to make it look like yours. And one day, it will, you know, she'll admit it, but all of her little jabs and things like that, she just sounds immature. And if you, I mean, it would bother me, to be honest, if someone's like, if you like the way he looks. The other version is your husband's attractive and hers isn't. So she's just like fronting. But the next time she says something truly mean like that versus just ignorant or shitty, you can just say to her like, am I supposed to like that you said that? Like you can call it out because I bet you she crumbles but I just don't think you care. I don't think you care if this beta stops or likes you or feels bad about herself because you are not going to feel better about yourself if she feels worse about herself. No, she's 
I mean, and listen, you. she's she's going to be over there trying to sew this dress. She's screwed. It's over for her. Like, she's going to learn. You know, your friends know that it's skilled work. And she's, sounds like she's really struggling in every arena. Cheer, Jan. Like, whatever. That's it. You don't have to think about it. Or just don't go to her wedding. Be like, I hurt my foot at TSA. I can't go. My husband was on the no-fly list. I can't go. <laughs> top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is so small, but I think given that it's Halloween season, it's worth saying. I ran my hour at the improv the other night and they had a little bowl of candy. And I treated myself to not one, but five Jolly Rancher watermelon lollipops. They are a superior treat. There's something about the way they crunch. Like they're meant to be crunched on, not sucked on. No. There are a lot of videos on Instagram of people eating like candy that look like gems or crystals and they crunch it and it's all an ASMR thing. I don't care about that, but this reminded me of that because it was light and that synthetic watermelon flavor is so, my mouth is watering. This is so gross. <laughs> it's so satisfying. I like housed them. And like, I had a bunch of friends in my green room when I came back, like there were none left. And like, I was cool about it. I'm letting you know, Jamie, I think you ate one of them and I know you're listening to this. <laughs> we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she could have one of your, one of your lollipops. It's no. Okay. I don't, I actually, I, in, in true pregnant form, I probably ate all of them and then accused everyone else. I'm like, everyone ate my candy. Well, well in, that's my my top of the cup. Only your friends that listen to this podcast can now come to you and, and defend themselves and say, no, I didn't. I saw you eat all five. It's just Jamie and Calissa and Calissa wasn't there. So Jamie, <laughs> I know you're just drinking tequila sodas, but just no, hands off. She's like, don't worry. Okay, fan top of the cup. My top of the cob is petty, but the absolute feeling of vindication I have in regards to a former employer. I am a teacher and was treated badly by my principal to the point of them noting that my job performance was poor. So I left the job. They've already gone through two teachers only 10 weeks into the school year. So I guess keeping me would have been the better choice. Yeah, suck it. Oh, you come crawling back and be like, you pay me 200 grand a year. I'll come back. <laughs> and you pay for all my school supplies. I'll come back. I'll come back part I want double school supplies. What's your top of the cob? My top of the cob is Duba. I was, I, I want double TI-83s. <laughs> uh, I, so I bought some big plastic bins and a label maker to start like organizing stuff because I have a real problem where when I lived in an apartment, I kept everything on like the table. It was just piles and piles of things on tables. And now I have a home so I keep things on the floor in rooms that I don't use that much. I just put things down on the floor and leave them there. So I decided to get that under control, but I've already so this, filled all my bins. Oh, but yeah. But it feels good to have started. Well, of course, I started with like the least important closet. You know what I mean? Like not the one, that, not my bedroom closet that has all the clothes that I need to deal with. I started with the easier lift, but it will feel good yeah. when everything is like not on the floor. It's going to feel great. I just gutted my closet and I gave away a lot of stuff because I was just like, I can't fix the war in Gaza, so I'll clean out this closet. And I think it's like my first, I'm finally like an adult. Like for the last week, I've maintained it. I think it's going to stick. My bottom of the cob is um, 
My daughter's about 21, 21 months old and she's almost all potty trained. So I'm really proud of her that she has her, these like tiny little panties, <laughs> like the tiniest underwear. And she wants to go, she tells you she's got to go pee pee. So you take her in the bathroom. But she has this tiny little potty and like part of what she loves is picking up the little bowl that she pees in and dumping it into the toilet. And it's like, you want to encourage her independence, but my bottom of the cob is when she spills urine <laughs> like all over the floor and seat and me. And you're just like, you can't really get mad. Right. But you're just like, I'm covered in pee. And like, I just woke up and like my coffee's still on. <laughs> so I guess my bottom of the cob is like being covered in urine. <laughs> but I, I still wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. Right. It's something that would be much worse if that was love it. another child's bowl of pee. But with your own child, it's like, all right. Or adult pee because there's more chemicals in it. Hers is just made of like grapes and like oatmeal and pasta. Okay, go ahead. Okay, fan bottom of the cob is Halloween themed. Hello, my name is Alyssa. I'm a longtime listener. I've never submitted a question, but today I saw something on TikTok and immediately had to email this as my fan submitted bottom of the cob. Apparently... Target is selling, quote, carvable pumpkins, aka large, junky plastic pumpkins to be carved. I had to email us in because it's so insanely absurd and wasteful. There's literally a natural way to do that that isn't filling landfills. I feel like it sums up everything wrong with this world. And then they included a pumpkin, an image, and it looks like... Let me see it. Oh, God. I know. It's like made of like like a foam, like a hard foam. It looks like, let's see if they actually carve it. Hold on. I would guess it's foam. I, I saw it. I saw it. Okay. It, yeah, I mean, it's carvable. Um, it is annoying. The counterpoint to that is, um, and I will give a shout out. If you carve it beautifully, you can keep it and reuse it every year and just put a new candle in it. Chances are you're going to fuck it up and just throw it away because it's a very hard thing to do. There's a guy named the Pumpkin Geek who sent me a pumpkin for my Back in Action tour and one of Tian Fu. And while I don't want to have a picture of my face out in front of my house, I do have the Tian Fu one out and we use it. We'll use it every year. Right. I did buy $300 worth of pumpkins recently, but I'm just saying it's not going to end up in a landfill. So I guess the call to action would be do it nicely and you could use it every year. But I don't think humans are good at reusing what they have. So right. it is annoying. You're yeah. right. It's annoying. It's just a way for people to be like, oh, I gave it to my two-year-old. And he ate it. And I'm going trash. My, <laughs> my bottom of the cob is a specific horrible feeling. I was out and about. I was walking Ooh. around. I went to a festival the other day. And I made a real error. I wore my Crocs. And I'm not blaming Crocs here, but I got festival. a blister. The Little Five Points Halloween Festival. Oh, like, five points in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, my bottom of the cob is Crocs in general. Well, on. I was wearing my little Crocs, but without socks. So I got a blister between my toes. And that feeling, when you first get a blister, you can Oof. feel the flesh sliding off uh -huh. the skin. You know what I mean? And it's such a specific pain. And I like, I took my sh my shoe off and was walking barefoot down the sidewalk because it was like slightly keeping it from doing that. But the fact that this was not near the people, this was when I was walking me and my dad were walking to go get picked up. My mom was coming to get us. But that feeling, it's that pain of you you feel the the flesh coming off. You can feel it. It's mm -hmm. like when Jimmy Fallon almost got degloved. Like you can feel it. Yeah. I mean, you deserve it for wearing Crocs. <laughs> I do deserve without it. Without socks. <laughs> Don't mean to put you in a box. 
yeah, I mean, that just is not just Crocs. Like that's any event where you're like, I look great. And you're like, oh no, I can feel my heel meet meeting the leather. Oh, yes. Because you can't stop it. You have no. to get a Band-Aid immediately and even then it's tender. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do at that point? I I got picked up. I went to my parents' house. I put Neosporin and a Band-Aid on, but it's like, it's too late now. It's too late. By the way, it's too late. Like the damage is done. I like that you're like, don't worry. I wasn't near anyone when I was walking barefoot. That's not the issue. The issue is that you were walking barefoot through five points. Not like no one saw. <laughs> no one saw. Don't worry. Well, that that's a perfect bottom of the cob because it didn't involve your cat. Uh, and it is a, a thing that we can all relate to. Finally. Another thing we can relate to is that you can see me this weekend at the Win in Las Vegas. Make a weekend out of it. Hop that flight. Flights to Vegas are still cheap for the most part if you live west of Texas. Um, come on out. It's a beautiful casino, and I love doing comedy there. And then we're off to the races. We've got we got that second show added in Seattle, second show in Portland. We got DC, we got the Met in Philly, and then I'm off to Europe. So if you're one of my fans listening in London, grab those tickets for the Eventim Apollo. Got two shows in London and then all over. All the white Euro countries. See you soon, Norway. Got a lot of tickets to sell in Norway, so hook it up. And uh, I I don't like these endings where Emily shows how bad she is at improv. So let's just do... <laughs> A wrap-up vibe. And the wrap-up vibe takeaway, it could be because of a question that we were emphatic about. It could be just one that stood out. But the wrap-up vibe to take away is don't let other people stand in the way of your enjoyment. And that goes out to the woman on vacation with someone else's kids. And that especially goes out to our friend who is also having an equal baby and is afraid of how to, like, handle kid with kid gloves the feelings of a lunatic. Stop concerning yourself. This also goes out to our Russian friend with the like a virgin dress and her doppelganger. Stop concerning yourself with what crazy people think because you can't outsmart crazy. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.